2: That ship has sailed. Yeah, that ship would be the USNS Comfort. Sailed right into New York Harbor today. It's a hospital ship. And the mayor of New York said that it means his city is, quote, going to be able to do the life-saving work right now. 750 beds will be put into play immediately to relieve the pressure on our hospital system. And the governor, Andrew Cuomo, said, quote, if there is ever a time that we need to work together, it is today, The president is right. This is a war. And what does this nation do when it's at war? It comes together and acts as one. He said moving a ship like the Comfort to New York City is a major enterprise. So President Trump came through on a promise he made last week. He said the ship would be coming to New York in a week or so. And now would be a pretty good time to let you hear what Rachel Maddow of MSNBC said about the president's promise last week.
3: In terms of uh, the happy talk we've had on this front from the federal government, there is no sign that the Navy hospital ships that the president made such a big deal of, the comfort and the mercy, uh, there's no sign that they'll be anywhere on site helping out anywhere in the country for weeks yet. The president said when he announced that those ships would be put into
4: action against the COVID-19 epidemic, he said one of those ships would be operational in New York Harbor by next week. That's nonsense. It will not be there next week.
2: (laughs) Yeah, thanks, Rachel. So so the anti-Trump media loses again. It's amazing how often they're able to be wrong, isn't it? Of course, the media have been wrong a lot about Donald Trump, and they don't seem to be trying to be you know, any more careful during a national crisis. Lots of them ripped Trump for showing some enthusiasm for the drug hydroxychloroquine. And now, after doctors in France declared it, declared it successful in treating 80 patients with the coronavirus, the FDA has just issued an emergency authorization to start using it. And that means more American patients will be getting the drug. Looks like uh, Trump was right again, and the media outlets like CNN, Washington Post, others uh, who said it was dangerous for him to promote it were, you know, wrong. Media bias isn't just about how stories are reported, though. It's also about what they choose and don't choose to report. You probably won't be surprised to hear that there's evidence that the Obama administration had a lot to do with the shortage of ventilators and protective gear you've been hearing all about. We'll tell you about that when we come back. Stick around. Obamacare, Trump Care. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer, because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. Todd Marley at Marley Financial,
5: 724-884-1496 at MarleyFG.com. At Harry's, we work day and night to make shaving enjoyable. We think we've got it down to a science, actually. It starts with the most important stuff, our five-blade cartridges. They're strong, sharp, and made in our world-class German factory. Our craftsmen are a meticulous bunch. They're obsessed with quality, which is why we offer a 100% money-back guarantee. As for the handle, it's grippy and weighted for extra control, even when wet. Lastly, we have this whole no-ripping-people-off policy, which means we keep our prices fair every day. Take our blades. They cost as little as $2 each. Because we think more money in your pocket is as enjoyable as it gets. When you're ready to start shaving the enjoyable way, get your Harry's starter set. It includes a 5-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and travel cover. All for just $3. Free shipping included. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388 at checkout. Harry's engineered for enjoyment. Like the rest of us, you're probably tired of all those annoying sales calls to your home telephone number. Now there's a solution. Our old will block those pesky robo calls from getting through and most live sales calls will hang up. So how does it work? Callers to your home telephone number will hear a personalized greeting from you. The caller selects the family member they wish to reach and the call is immediately forwarded onto the family member's cell phone. There's no equipment to buy, there's nothing to install, no long-term contracts. It's still your phone number and remains in directory assistance. The service is only $9.99 per month, and you can eliminate your landline connection and save money. Now, calls to your home phone number can reach any member of the family, wherever they are, and get rid of those annoying sales calls. OurOldNumber.com. It's just $9.99 per month. Go to OurOldNumber.com to learn how you can get started blocking sales calls today. That's OurOldNumber.com. OurOldNumber.com.
1: You'll be glad you did. It's easy and profitable to be kind to
2: others when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Each day for 30 days, we'll post a new act of kindness that you can do for others. On May 2nd, you could win $5,000, and a deserving organization will also receive $5,000 in
5: your name. You can make a difference in others' lives when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Enter today for your chance to win at theanswerpgh.com slash kindness.
0: I'm Andy Solomon. Rideshare platforms have evolved to provide riders with even better experiences. Sheriff John Wetzel, chairman of the National Sheriff's Association Traffic Safety Committee and former president of the International Association of Chiefs of Police explains.
3: Companies like Lyft are making rider safety a priority by continuously screening their drivers. Before getting into any car, riders should match the license plate, car model, and driver's name with what's shown in the app. During your ride, you can share your location and route with your family and friends.
0: According to Wetzel, communities where Lyft is available have also seen lower rates of impaired driving and fatal crashes.
3: For example, Miami-Dade police announced that there was a 65% decline in impaired driving arrests in 2017 compared to the four prior years, thanks in part to ride-sharing. Nationally, 71% of Lyft riders say they are less likely to drive while impaired because of the availability of ride-sharing services.
0: For more information, visit Lyft.com. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The Answer.
2: I uh, Remember Joe Biden? Apparently, uh, he's still running for president. He's been out there doing a, a really good job of second-guessing President Trump and telling everybody what he'd be doing differently if he were president. Of course, he's been saying that he'd uh, do the things that President Trump has already done. He's actually stolen his ideas and plagiarized them after the fact. But he's not talking about what he and Barack Obama didn't do. Uh, Matt Margolis of PJ Media is here to do that. Matt, thanks for being here.
3: Thanks for having me on. So the
2: headline of your piece says Obama-Biden administration ignored Three government reports that hospitals lacked ventilators and supplies uh I don't think Joe's talking about that much out there
3: uh no, he's definitely not. He's out there trying to claim that uh you know that uh, president trump uh was just basically asleep at the wheel and and he would never do anything like that, and you know this is why Biden should be president, but uh yeah, he doesn't talk about the fact that uh uh, when when it came to dealing with pandemics they didn't do a, a great job and it came to preparing uh the next administration for it uh, they didn't do a good job either
2: yeah they they didn't do a, uh, a great job on h1n1 um, i think about a thousand people died before uh obama declared an emergency
6: uh,
3: a thousand people and died and uh you know that the the whole thing was was plagued with uh With the shortages of vaccines, and you know, we know that Obama didn't uh, close any border to try to control the the spread of it. And and in the end, there was uh, nearly 61 million people who were infected. Uh, I I wouldn't call that a success. That could have been controlled uh, the same way that uh, President Trump, you know, closed traffic or closed air traffic with uh, with China. Uh, And you know, experts agree that that worked. It it saved lives in in the United States. Uh, So I'm not sure why people aren't saying. Why didn't Obama do that? I'm saying it, but other people aren't.
2: Yeah, so so what are the, uh, the three reports that uh, you talk about on your piece?
3: Well, there was uh, two reports from 2009, and then there was another one in, in, in 2015. And they all basically said that uh, you, you know uh, hos- hospitals don't have enough beds and ventilators. Uh, they need more equipment and, you know, to, hand, to handle, uh, outbreaks, uh, like, like we're experiencing now, you know, that there, there needs to be more, uh, needs to be more done about this. And, uh, you know, that they were simply ignored. And, and this, this I mean, those, to be fair, this, this preceded the Obama administration as well. There, there were, uh, seven other reports, uh, you know, from 2003 to 2007. Of course, who, who was a U.S. Senator at that point? Joe Biden. He didn't seem to be mm-hmm. too alarmed by these reports at all. So you know, he, he, here's here's a guy who's been in government for a long time, and uh, he, just like everyone else, is just kick, kicking the can down the road. Uh, and yet, we're supposed to believe him when they said he said he's going to be the leader that we that we need to uh, uh, to get us out of the, these types of scenarios uh, much better than, than the way Trump has handled. It? I don't think so.
4: Yeah,
2: Joe's been wrong about just about everything for f- uh, over forty years down there in D.C. He's done a good job yeah. of being wrong. Um, so uh, I mean, can you? Is it, is it possible to have some sympathy for whoever was in charge when somebody says pandemic? I, I wouldn't think that even if you're president of the United States, somebody comes in and talks to you about a pandemic, that's not going to be high up on your list. Yeah, OK, we'll get to that. You know, I'm we're not, not going to worry about a pandemic. I'm over here trying to take care of uh, universal health care or Obamacare or whatever it was he was working on at the time.
3: Oh yeah, I mean that's that's probably true. But I mean, I mean, let's consider the fact that you know the the Obama administration ha- had essentially two pandemics on, on their watch: H1N1 mm-hmm. and uh, the Ebola outbreak. Actually, I mean, there there were a couple of different waves of each of those. But uh, you, you know, they didn't seem to uh, uh, think of it as as a situation a that that merited you know more a concern because uh, I, I wrote about this as well uh, a week and a half or so ago that uh, in 2009. The, um, at, during, during the H1N1 pandemic, uh, a whole, you know, the national, the strategic national stockpile of, of the, um, N95 respirators was depleted by the Obama administration to handle that outbreak and, and never restocked. Uh, this is something that, that, that could have, would have been very helpful right now because that's what, that's what, hospitals need now, these N95, uh, respirator masks. And, uh, you know, we're struggling to pr- produce more and, and, and to replenish that stockpile yeah uh, you know, they they went through through this twice and, and didn 't seem to think that it, that it was their i guess they didn 't think it was their responsibility anymore once uh, the Obama administration was coming to an end
2: yeah it seems like it 's kind of like the national debt uh, because it 's not just the obama administration they 're very much guilty, but you know it 's one of those things that everybody talks about it, but nobody does anything about it because it you don 't care about it until it actually happens to you.
3: Right. And, and and it gives uh, Joe Biden the opportunity to grandstand about it, saying that he would do this and do that, even though, uh, you know, obviously the evidence suggests that uh, he, he's, he's another one of those people that said that whenever he's been given the opportunity to, would just, uh, as I said before, kick the can down the road.
2: Yeah, and Joe forgets today what he said yesterday anyway. He's got bigger <laughs> issues. Uh, but, you know, the, um, the, the bureaucracy, it takes a lot of heat for the ineptitude of the federal government. But in this case... It actually looks like, you know, the bureaucrats did their job and it was the leaders who screwed up, The guy, you know, the, the guy yes, or the, guys in charge.
3: It certainly seems that way. I mean, obviously the bureaucracy has, it has uh, can, can be called up for other, other problems that have been going on as well, particularly with regard to, to testing. You know, there's all certain kinds of red tape that, that we're seeing that have, have caused issues. Uh, but, you know, absolutely we, we've seen, you know, Congress uh, – uh, not not take uh, problems seriously uh, to uh, to address problems. Uh, and yet, yeah, it seems to be. You know, let's wait for it to actually become a problem instead so of let's prepare for the problem.
2: Yeah, and and um, it, it, I wonder if uh, you have to think that now that they've shut the country down, that that's not going to happen again with this. When somebody says pandemic, the next time uh, they'll probably perk up a little bit when they hear that word.
3: Uh, you know, I, I mean, I'd like to think so, uh, you, you know, um but at the same time, you know, you know, a lot of the, uh, uh, deficiencies that, uh, w- w- were discovered, uh, with, you know, government stockpiles and all that w- were discovered after nine eleven. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if there was any event that you would think that would be that moment where people, were like, oh, we're not gonna let, we're not gonna be caught blindsided again with such things, it would have been that. So, I mean, I'm hopeful that because of this, this essentially nationwide lockdown that we're experiencing that that will be the case. But, uh, you know, the past has shown that that, that uh, it takes more than a little bit of hope to, uh, for that to happen.
2: We're talking to Matt Margolis of PJ Media. Uh, his piece, uh, the headline was the uh, Obama-Biden administration ignored three government reports that hospitals lack ventilators and supplies. Um, I don't get the feeling that the media – uh, the other, the rest of the, you know, the mainstream media are going to be uh, delving into this too much, or or for that matter, asking Joe about it out on the uh, trail. The,
3: the has, yeah, the media has done a horrible job uh, with this situation. They, they basically seen this as an opportunity to, as a, as a gotcha moment uh, against President Trump to try to, uh, for his chances of re-election. Uh, I mean, I, there's just been some shameful reporting of false information that just keeps getting uh, uh, spread around. And even after it's fact-checked, it keeps uh, getting thrown out there. And uh, it's making my uh, it's, it's making my job pretty busy because I have to spend so much time uh, trying to uh, counter all these uh, misinformation efforts.
2: Yeah, you also have a piece up at PJ Media talking about uh, the Obama-Biden administration. Uh, cutting funds for the CDC um, uh, aside from, you know, not picking up on the, um, on the, the lack of ventilators and the, and the depleted supply. They also, as you said, they, they want to cut, uh, they wanted to cut the CDC. What did they cut or try to
6: cut?
3: Uh, well, I mean, they generally uh, uh, proposed uh, cuts uh, uh, for at least four different budgets of the CDC for that, that, that would have been you that money would have been used for uh uh, you know situations like this, but uh, you know, uh, cl- you know clearly that that, that didn't happen. But yeah, uh, it, it really uh, undermines the argument that Joe Biden has made, where where he's alleged, you know, falsely that uh, Trump uh, is is the one that, that that cut funding to the to the uh, CDC and the NIH. Uh, when he didn't, uh, he, he, there were proposals to, to, to cut the funding, but it never happened. Uh, but you know, Biden has kind of implied that you know that would never happen with him. But it did happen. Uh, the you know, the Obama Biden administration did propose cuts to the CDC, and uh, you know, I'd like to see more people calling him out for that. But even even the report that uh, mentioned that that which came from CNN just failed to mention uh, you know Obama's name or Biden's name in their report. They they looked at it as uh, uh, something that actually looked bad on Trump because uh, you know because that 's the way they are
2: yeah well they they basically are saying that Trump should have seen that the supply was depleted, and he should have uh, he should have been ready to to uh, jump on that issue and fix it, despite the fact that previous not just the obama Biden administration but previous administrations had, didn't seem to give it much of a priority, and so he was right. he 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 says he took over a shell, and I think I think is he is he justified in saying that?
3: Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, there there are ten government reports warning about the the lack of ventilators and supplies from two thousand three to twenty fifteen. There was one report in, in twenty seventeen, but yet uh, apparently it's it's Trump's fault. You know, I mean, he, that would have given him, you know, just under three years or so to 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 have somehow restocked all, you know, everything in, in the in the stockpiles uh, when there was. 14 years that uh that uh, previous administrations and congresses could 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 have uh, gotten a jump on this on this problem uh but we're supposed to blame Trump apparently
2: yeah and um you you are uh, an observer of the media uh, how bad has the this the general slant been on the pandemic uh i mean um, it, it's it's pretty obvious to anybody who's interested in paying attention to it and that's mostly conservatives. But um, it, how bad has the slant been on this?
3: Oh, I mean, it's been awful. I mean, the media is basically accusing, I'm, uh, accusing Trump of, of murder, of, of basically ignoring that, ignoring the pandemic. I mean, uh, while the country was distracted by impeachment, uh, the Trump administration w- was was dealing with this and uh, making sure that uh, people that came in from China were getting screened uh, and, and, and doing all sorts of things, uh, setting up a task force. Uh, and yet Trump gets blamed for, for basically ignoring the problem. I, I mean that makes no sense. Uh, he, I mean he was doing stuff before people even, even knew what the coronavirus was.
2: Yeah, and and um, I just wonder too. Um, you know, without it'd be interesting to, get, to talk to these guys off the record. Somebody like Biden and sneak up on them. Um, he, they have to be. If you look at the way the media cover these guys and the stuff that they get away with, and the stuff that they're not asked about, um, you would it would be nice if somebody like Biden would be a little bit nervous about the media finding out about this stuff. But he doesn't even have to – he can just brush it off because he knows nobody's going to give him any tough questions about it.
3: Yeah, it's uh, – you know, I mean – they never get fact checked during the debates by the, by the moderators. They, they never did. And you know, I don't think they are seeing anything with that happen now. Uh, and, and certainly won't now, now that uh, it appears to be basically uh, Trump versus Biden in, in November. Uh, they're, they're not going to, they're not going to fact check him now. Uh, wow. it's, 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 it's unfortunate that, uh, they're, they're not going to play fair with this, but, uh, You know, I mean, mean, we've gotten used to the fact that the media uh, slants to the left, and and we just got to, you know, just prepare for that.
2: And the media sure do um, get offended when they are called on it. Boy, they don't like it when, uh, and you know, Donald Trump's been doing it for three years now, four years actually, uh, and uh, he's not backing off, and it's paying off for him, isn't it?
3: Absolutely. You know, I, I mean, that, that's one of the best things I think about Trump is that, you know, unlike past Republican presidents who've kind of just taken on the chin, you know, he, he's someone who, who, who will fight back, who, who will call the media out for their lies, And uh, it's kind of refreshing because, you know, the Republican Party needed someone like that uh, because, you know, for too long, they just they've been a the punching bag and, and not responded uh, properly. And, uh, you know, hopefully that 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 is helping get the message out.
2: Well, you have also have a piece up um, at, the, uh, at your site, and we're talking to uh, Matt Margolis of, the, um, of PJ Media, uh, of what the media is not telling you about the United States uh, coronavirus case numbers. What aren't they telling us?
3: Well, you know, it's a classic case of, of, of bias in reporting where, um, you know, the other day when the United States surpassed the number of total cases of the coronavirus uh, you know, they kept saying, Oh, we've, we've, we've surpassed China, we've surpassed Italy. Uh, but what they don't tell you is that this is, uh, this, this uh, but this does not, uh, account for population of, of the population. Uh, when, when you control for that, we act, we, we, actually find that, uh, you know, uh, the United States is actually quite low in confirmed cases compared, to, compared to other countries. Uh, but the, but, you know, the media, when it came down to testing, you know, Trump said uh, the other day that, you know, we're, we're doing a whole, a whole lot more testing and we, we've done more testing than South Korea. Uh, it was all like, oh, but not, not when you, uh, you know, when you measure per capita. Per capita, it's actually a lot less. You know, they've they, selected they, they to decide when the per capita measurement is, is, uh, can be used and when it can't be. And they basically uh, decide that based on what's the worst way to, it looks for Trump.
2: And uh, I have about a minute and a half left here, um, Matt. How much of this is intentional? How much of it is just habit and, you know, being unaware that they're blinded by their ideology?
3: Oh, I think it's uh, 100% intentional. Uh, I think that this, this this has been their game from the beginning. You know, it's, it's always been a, a bash Trump media, and uh, they're going to keep, keep doing it, uh, you know, uh, through November and beyond. <laughs>
2: yeah I, I don't think it's going to stop. Well, it'll be interesting to watch uh, and Matt, um, I appreciate you being on and um, I'd like to have you on again. this is uh, this is we're only seeing the beginning of the insanity here with this uh, with this virus, and the media are just out of their minds right now. I appreciate you coming on though. Thank you. okay, that's uh, Matt Margolis of uh, of PJ Media, and when we come back, we're going to talk about a uh, a movie that uh, Hollywood would like you not to see. And it's uh, actually being produced by the parent company of this very radio station, Salem uh, Media. And um, it's, uh, it's an interesting movie about uh, snowflakes on college campuses. It's called No Safe Places. And when we uh, come back, we're going to talk to the producer of that movie. So stick around right here on AM
7: 1250, The Answer with srn news i'm john scott president trump is defending his decision to extend restrictive social distancing guidelines through the end of april the president says he listened to public health experts who presented him with dire projections for the expanding coronavirus pandemic a navy hospital ship arriving in new york harbor to help relieve the Coronavirus crisis gripping New York City's hospitals. The ship has 1,000 beds. Macy's is furloughing a majority of its 130,000 workers beginning this week as its sales have collapsed because of the pandemic. Stocks are higher on Wall Street, led by healthcare stocks, bringing the market surge over the past week to 17%. Oil, though, has tumbled to an 18-year low. The Dow gained 690 points today. The Nasdaq up 271. The S&P picked up 85. This is SRN News.
8: This is what flow from progressive sounds like in one of our commercials. You may have seen one there on TV occasionally.
4: And speaking of motorcycle insurance rates, did you know that our basic motorcycle policy started at just $75 a year? And speaking of speaking of insurance, I just love...
8: And this should... is how that same commercial sounds on your motorcycle. Thank you. Of- Yeah, everything's better on a bike. Progressive keeps you on yours. Get a quote in as little as three minutes at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states.
0: Ah, tax season. Opening the mailbox and... What? Someone already filed my return? During tax season, personal info like your name or social security number may be emailed and shared more than usual. LifeLock monitors for unauthorized use of your personal information, notifies you if something potentially suspicious is detected, and works to fix it if you become a victim of identity theft. No one can prevent all identity theft, but join now and save 25%. Head to LifeLock.com and enter promo code SMART. Larry Elder defends the president's response to COVID-19.
4: I hear over and over again how the president has caught flat-footed on all of this from, from CNN and MSNBC here. Republicans are happy with his response, and overall the country's happy with his response, but Democrats, of course, are not. It ever occurred to Democrats that maybe, just maybe, he might have had a a few more minutes on his hands if he hadn't been hounded for two and a half years over this collusion nonsense?
0: The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7 on AM 1250, the answer. When it comes to matching organs for transplant, did you know people of different ethnicities can donate to each other? The more people who sign up, the more lives we save. For facts about organ, eye, and tissue donation, call 866-99-DONATE.
2: They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. And out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit windowsrspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Mention Stag for an additional 10% off windows or us proud sponsor of the jerk of the week heard every friday on the john Steigerwald show windows or us pittsburgh.com ah tax season
0: opening the mailbox and what someone already filed my return during tax season personal info like your name or social security number may be emailed and shared more than usual LifeLock monitors for unauthorized use of your personal information, notifies you if something potentially suspicious is detected, and works to fix it if you become a victim of identity theft. No one can prevent all identity theft, but join now and save 25%. Head to LifeLock.com and enter promo code SMART. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WDBGP, Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app. Smart speakers. Tune in. iHeart or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've
7: got the answer.
4: Got our share of challenges out there today. Mon Wharf still partially shut down with flooding. The Port Authority light rail and bus service still reduced by 25%. An accident in Mount Washington, Woodruff Street at 51. Also got a landslide shutting down Prospect Road in Baldwin between Beryl Drive and Streets. Run Road in West Mifflin, 837 shut down with a landslide between Mansfield Memorial Bridge and the McKeesport to Cambridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson.
0: AM 1250, the answer, weather. A shower in some spots early tonight, otherwise colder, low tonight, 38 with plenty of clouds. Remaining cloudy tomorrow and chilly, high 48. Considerable cloudiness tomorrow night with a shower in spots, low 40. A shower in the morning on Wednesday, then turning out mostly cloudy, high 51. If you're accurate with the forecast, I'm Brian May. You're listening to the John Steigerwalch Show on AM 1250, The Answer.
2: So how about we, uh, how about we talk about something other than the coronavirus? Let's talk about a movie. It's called No Safe Spaces, and it comes along at a time when everybody's looking for uh, some good TV to fill all the downtime. It's a documentary that is live streaming at nosafespaces.com. It was the number one political documentary of 2019, despite Hollywood having no interest in you seeing it. Salem Media Group, the parent company of this radio station, does want you to see it. And uh, we're talking right now with John Folk. He is the director of the movie. John, thanks for being here.
1: (laughs) Hey, how are you? Actually, Justin Folk, but... uh, my, I'm sorry? It's okay, no problem.
2: producer (laughs) just told me 30 seconds ago who we had on, so um, I thought we were having... uh, Mark Joseph was the first guy. That's okay. That's okay. Producer, director, you know all about the movie. Um, Yeah. You you did direct it, so let's start with who's in it and what's it about.
1: Well, sure thing. Yeah, well, it it stars Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla, and -hmm. it's an important story about why America is special and how lately uh, there are uh, forces that have uh, uh, come uh, against uh, some of the more uh, important principles that we have in our country. Freedom of speech, freedom of expression, believing what you want to believe and being able to talk about it. Uh, those things have come under attack as, as of recent. And the film um, you know, shows what's going on around the country and, and basically shows how we can fight back.
2: Yeah, and and so you were on a lot of college campuses, uh, how bad and how widespread uh, did you find the intolerance on college campuses to be? Intolerance of course for uh, non-liberal thought. Well,
1: speech. I think we've all seen I think we've all seen the news stories around, you know, around the country of college campuses and the crazy things that have happened over the course of the last few years, riots and speakers being shut down so and so forth. And we were aware of that going into this thing, but it wasn't until we were making this film that we really realized how deep the problem is, how deeply rooted this problem is. And it was it was eye-opening. It was amazing. And and we took we actually took Dennis around the country to a lot of these places and Adam Corolla um but it really opened our eyes to how deep this problem is and how it doesn't just stay on campus. This stuff begins on the campus but then it leaves and becomes part of our society, part of our culture. So you see this happening in social media, you see it happening in the media and even at your place of work, you've seen how it spreads. Um, That's what happens. It just leaves the campus and it it ends up, and next thing you know, somebody's being fired for saying something that is deemed politically incorrect or Mm -hmm. uh, they express a belief that they have that just doesn't fit with everybody there, you know, in their workplace. And so, we're seeing it happen everywhere, and that's the scary thing. And that's the—I think—the point that the film makes is: this isn't just a couple incidences on campuses around the country. This this movement, this anti-free speech, illiberal movement, is is left the campus and is coming for you.
2: Wow. So, and and you're able to portray uh, you're, you're able to portray that in the film uh, that it's that it goes beyond where you went looking for it on campus.
1: That's, yeah, that's a big part of the film as we show how that's happening. Um, And of course, we've seen it with uh, Dennis Prager himself, with his YouTube videos, his Prager University videos, how they've been um, shut down and and, and, uh, censored on YouTube. And he's currently in a big fight, a big lawsuit uh, in the courts with Google YouTube over this matter. Uh, Part of the film talks about that. Part of the film shows him testifying before the Senate, actually, about this matter. So... You no, know, it's a big issue, and it's not just uh, uh, constrained to college campuses.
2: Yeah, and and political correctness or political incorrectness is kind of a benign term, but it's a lot uglier than that, isn't it? I mean, that, that I think that's the way it started—that you would describe what's going on as you know the 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 requirement that you be politically correct, but it's it, it that doesn't describe it, does it anymore?
1: Well, well, I think yeah, I think I think you're right about that. Politically correctness is a very broad term, and it's kind of used it's it's used a little too often in ways that maybe it shouldn't. But I guess what I'm referring to
2: yeah.
1: is when when you have a contrary opinion that goes against the narrative that certain mm-hmm. you know let's, let's just say the media is pushing, and you go against that narrative, and it's unpopular with certain segments of our society, you could be punished. Um, I guess that's what I mean by political correctness is is suggesting something different than what what is being pushed out there in a very dogmatic way. Um, we're even seeing this nowadays with the coronavirus, for example. Um, the media is pushing a certain agenda narrative, and I know you wanted to switch switch topics here and not talk about the coronavirus, but we can see how certain people no, that's okay. have, have suggested other opinions about how to handle this thing. <clears throat> and even the president mm-hmm. himself has suggested uh, uh, things that have been unpopular with the, the, I guess call it the media class. And, and they go after him. They go after anybody that has an alternative opinion about, hey, maybe, maybe we should think about it this way. Um, they call them skeptics. They call them, um, they say that they're endangering people's lives. You know, anybody that has a different type of opinion, I, I've seen it recently that these people are being attacked viciously. And I think that that kind of goes to the root problem of what I'm talking about, what the film talks about, which is, you know, do we have a free and open society where we can talk about ideas, where we can express what we believe uh, and solve problems? Because you really can't solve problems unless you can talk about the ideas and really back them around and really debate and have a rigorous debate. That's the only way we can actually solve problems. Um, do we? Is, is America still a place where we can do that? Um, that's one of the questions we raise in the film.
2: And uh, you talk about uh, confrontations and um, uh, resistance to what, you're tr- what you know to the opposite view. You're also you're talking about
1: physical confrontations, aren't you? Well, that happens too. It, it doesn't. It's not always mm-hmm. physical. Uh, there's other ways to tell people mm-hmm. to shut up uh, besides punching them in the face. Um, you know, you can get a person fired. You can get. <laughs> You can get uh, there's, there's just a lot of ways to that people have um, tried to silence other people uh, than just uh, physical violence, which which has happened too, uh, and that's a part of it. Uh, that's what we have seen on the college campuses where, um, you know, some of these groups uh, will go out and just create damage and violence to make their point. But there's other ways. There's other ways of silencing people. We see that with cancel culture nowadays, where. Um, if you said something, even if it was in the past, even if it was 10, 15 years ago, they will go find it, uh, rub it in your face and try to get you fired, try to get you, you know, the term is canceled. Um, so yeah, it's not just physical. It's, it's, it's by all means necessary. In fact, that's one of the names of the groups I believe is by all means necessary, uh, is a very, uh, radical leftist group that likes to go and, um, shut things down that they deem as, uh, you know uh,
2: ideas they don't like we're talking to Ju- Justin uh, tell me the pronunciation your last name I don't want to screw your name up again it, is it folk yeah, it, or folk
1: it, 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 it's folk folk like folks We're the folks
2: okay so yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay okay so um i see van jones uh who's a marxist uh, you have a lot of great conservative uh people in there we can talk about too, but Van Jones pops up there as one of the people in the movie. Is he a villain? Because he's a Marxist. No, uh, he wasn't a vile
1: Marxist. That's a great question. Interestingly, Interestingly enough, he's not a villain in our movie. He actually has some very, very good things to say about freedom of speech and about you hearing ideas, the importance of hearing ideas that you disagree with in life. Um, which essentially is what the college campus should be. It should be the marketplace of ideas. You should be challenged with things that you disagree with. And Van Jones actually uh, speaks very well about this particular issue, and, and that kind of leads to what we tried to do with this film, which was to include some voices from the left, um, some rational voices uh, from the left that still believe in things like freedom of speech. We have Alan Dershowitz. You know, the famous liberal. Uh, we have um, Cornel West, which is very, very, very much on the left. But he uh, very again, much a Marxist. Yeah, he, yeah but he, uh, very true. Uh, but for for on on this particular topic, when it comes to safe spaces and freedom of speech and and being challenged by views that are not your own, he's actually very good at that. He's very good about that topic. So we included him, and so. You know, the goal there was to have a film that was fairly balanced, where, where we knew the accusation would come that we're, you know, just a piece of right-wing propaganda. And we wanted to make sure that people, uh, that we, we were inoculated from those attacks, that we, we wanted to make a film that wasn't necessarily partisan. It was more um, foundational, fundamental to what American values really are. And we didn't really care who said those things in fact we actually have president obama in our movie and i'm no friend of the president of, of president obama but he has said some good things about freedom of speech in the past and has spoken out against cancel culture so um we felt it was important to include people from the right and the left in our film to make this important point about why these foundational values are are, are essential in america
2: and the movie is No Safe Spaces. Justin Folk is the uh, director, and uh, it got a 99 at Rotten Tomatoes, but very little interest from Hollywood distributors. I think I know why.
1: Yeah, it, we, find it, uh, we found it to be pretty ironic that you make a, um, a film about freedom of speech, and suddenly all the major Hollywood platforms are not interested in getting that film out there. Um, but we, we found a way around it. We're distributing the film for a limited time at nosafespaces.com for people to watch. Now that people are at home and uh, staying home and are looking for content and things to do, we want to make our film available, and so Salem has helped us do that, and the film is currently available at no nosafespaces.com.
2: Yeah, and uh, uh, Netflix, uh, I saw in the press release, it was interested in a, a documentary about Alexandria overrated Cortez. Uh, that they didn't have any trouble uh, putting that up there, but uh, they weren't interested in uh, No Safe Spaces.
1: That's exactly right. They they paid $10 million. Now, that's a lot of money for a documentary, uh, a, a, trem- a tremendous amount wow. for a documentary, for a documentary about Al- uh, AOC. Um, and you mentioned the Rotten Tomato scores earlier, that we have a 99, yeah. our film No Safe Spaces has a 99% audience rating. I mean, the people that have seen it, 99 out of 100 uh, loved the film, and we're very proud of that fact. Mm-hmm. Now, that AOC documentary mm-hmm. has a 16, 16% audience yeah. rating. and That's yet, funny. The, the um, critics
2: probably loved AOC's film, and uh, the regular did. people loved they, yours.
1: Yeah, the critics is off the charts for AOC. The critics were mixed about us. Most of them didn't like our film, but the normal person loved our film and you know, we're very proud of that fact, but we did find it um, very interesting that, that Netflix would pay $10 million for a film like that. A film that had done no business at the box office. We actually did about $1.2 million, which is pretty good for a documentary and, um, AOC yeah, you were in theaters, right? Yeah. We were in, we were in theaters and, um, we were in theaters, uh, at the end of last year and had a pretty good run. Um, Frozen 2 and Star Wars were out at the same time, so we had a lot of competition, but we did okay. Um, But going back to Netflix, um, I feel like they're not playing by normal rules anymore. They're not just uh, in a normal situation. They would 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 acquire a film and get it out there based on its market value and market potential. But they're not interested in that anymore. They're interested purely in ideological uh, things. And so that's why they would basically not even lowball offer us. I just flat out said no, pass, no safe spaces. We don't need that. We have our AOC doc. So amazing.
2: I, I got about a minute and a half left, uh, Justin, and I'm just wondering why is it that there is not some place for a film like yours to be welcomed uh, that that has the same standing as Netflix with people uh, and and with cable uh, companies. Um, uh, there uh, there seems to be, I mean, you've got a 99% that shows that people like these kind of films. Why is it not possible for a network to exist that would run films like yours, lots of them, all the time, and maybe be biased against liberal uh, productions?
1: Well, I know, I think there are a couple um, outfits that are trying to do that. I think Fox Nation just came out, and, and they're trying to be a uh, competition. Uh, from the right, uh, uh you know, a, comp- a competitor to Netflix and Amazon and some of the others, um, they just haven't been able to do it. They're, they're just the left has always dominated media and, uh, and right now they, they dominate Hollywood and they are gatekeepers, make no mistake about it. They are gatekeepers to what you watch in your home and they have their finger on the scale when it comes to deciding what content gets out there, what content gets promoted. And they very easily will push aside things uh, that have a message that does, that does not fit their narrative, while at the same time promoting things that they do like. Um, and so I think that's where we, it, you know, as, as, as Americans, need to be very savvy about where we get our content and where we go for that. Um, I think for our film in particular, we will eventually be on the major platforms. We've been working on that. It's just taking longer uh, because, because of this reason, mm-hmm. the normal, I don't, I don't think we're going to oh. be on Netflix, but I think eventually we'll end up on some of the other platforms. But, uh, for a film that has a, uh, a very, what well, we've seen, a, a very, you know, a, quite a bit of demand, it's been very difficult. It's been a hard road to travel. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, but we're going to keep, we're going to keep hey, fighting and keep trying to put this.
2: Justin, I'm out of time, and we will be talking about this movie more during the week here. Uh, I really appreciate you being on, and good luck with it. No Safe Spaces. Thanks.
1: Thank you for having me on.
2: Okay. No Safe Spaces. You can find it at nosafespaces.com. We'll be right back.
8: My friends Dennis Prager here, and they're at it again. The left is doing their best to silence ideas they don't like. On the college campus, in social media, and at your place of work, if you dare think for yourself and say what you believe, the left will try to shut you down. I've experienced this, and you, your children, and your grandchildren will or already have. My friends, it is time to fight back and defend our values, and that is why I made the film No Safe Spaces. Hollywood doesn't want you to see this film, which is why, believe it or not, This is really amazing. You won't see it on Netflix or Amazon Prime. But now you can watch No Safe Spaces for a limited time at nosafespaces.com. It's time to fight back against the attack on free speech and protect our American values. In any event, it's just a great film. See No Safe Spaces starring Adam Carolla and me at nosafespaces.com.
4: Just go to bamboohr.com slash hr. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at bamboohr.com slash hr. That's bamboohr.com slash hr.
6: I'm doing all the right things, drinking plenty of water, eating right, exercising. But month after month, my constipation with belly pain, straining, and bloating keep coming back.
4: Irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC, affects 13 million Americans. Linzess, linacitide, is a prescription medication that treats IBS-C in adults. Talk to your doctor and learn more at Linzess.com. That's linzes dot com. Or call one 800 linses Sponsored by Allergan Pharmaceuticals and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals.
6: If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. Thanks to Genesis 950, I can have guests in my home without the shame of pet stains and odors. Genesis 950 with water breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. All pet owners should have Genesis 950 on hand. I can even use it in my carpet cleaning machine. And it's green, so it's safe for my family and pets. Before you purchase new carpets, you must try Genesis 950. It's made in America. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's great for floors, bathrooms, kitchens, garages, oil and grease stains, wheels, tires, degreasing engines, and upholstery. It's available on Amazon. However, if you order a gallon direct at Genesis950.com, you'll receive a free spray bottle and discount using code SALEM. That's Genesis950.com. Genesis950.com.
0: This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5, The Answer.
2: Well, here's something we haven't talked about much uh, lately because of all this other stuff going on, but it's one of our favorite subjects. Uh, Attorney General William Barr. This is the headline: It's SB Nation Outsports. So, it'll give you an idea where they're coming from. AG uh, William Barr: Colon, don't treat transgender girls as girls says the steady dismantling of the Obama-era rights of transgender Americans continued this week as U.S. Attorney General William Barr and other officials at the Department of Justice took the side of an anti-LGBTQ religious legal group in a controversial case, a federal lawsuit that seeks to prevent transgender student-athletes from competing according to their gender identity. It's the Alliance Defending Freedom, which they refer to as an extremist Eight group. We've had people from uh, ADF on with us. But uh, the Justice Department is now on the side of those girls from Connecticut who are filing a suit. And um, this is something that should be a, a bigger uh, election issue than it is. Not right now because everything else is going on. But as we get closer to the election, this should be talked about more because Democrats are okay with this. Republicans are not. Biological men competing against women in sports. The Democrats voted unanimously for the Equality Act, which would make it illegal to prevent a biological male who claims to be a female from competing against women in sports. And it's right down the middle. Democrats are okay with it. Republicans are not. That should come out in the election. Maybe when we ever get back to normal, assuming that we ever do. But uh, thanks for listening today. I'm coming to you live from my palatial estate. In Washington County, thanks to Aaron Byrne for working the controls, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.